Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Photographic Memory Podcast. I'm excited to welcome the program. Dr. Shannon Panzo. Dr. Shannon, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. It's another sunny day here. Always a sunny day in Australia. That's not fair. But again, in Pittsburgh, we know there's not many sunny days. And Dr. Shannon, again, is a photographic memory expert, a brain management expert, and also does mentoring. Please visit him at ZuxPro.com for more information and uh, also can check him out by Googling him. So, Dr. Shannon, I'm really excited about our guest today because he's going to tell us the history of just people that have been involved in your life as well and talking about brain management and how he's used brain management in his life to that has led into what the Zucks Pro method is for how he uses mental photography and some of the other processes. So I'm excited to welcome the program, Augie Nost, author, podcaster, radio host. Augie, what's up? Thanks for stopping by. Well, hello, hello. I am with you here from sunny Tucson, Arizona. Fantastic. So, Augie, from what I've heard from Dr. Shannon is you ran into Dr. Richard Welch as well. So kind of go into that process as we brought up in episode one about the history of mental photography, photographic memory, and how uh, Dr. Panzo learned from Dr. Richard, how did you guys, and you have trained in the brain management style, but also trained people in it back in the day. Uh, so as Augie, we could see that's why you use that anti-aging because you sure as heck don't look how old you possibly could be. So go ahead, Augie, with the whole process of how you got learned about brain management and how to use mental photography. Oh boy, I don't even know how to start with that one because it's such a big subject. I think it dates back close to 30 years ago when I met Dr. Welsh, um, Richard Welsh in Omaha, Nebraska. I, was, I lived in Omaha, Nebraska, and we were kind of ended up going in the same circles. And uh, he was always a kind of fun guy, an interesting guy to be around. So we kind of drew each other to each other. And we figured it out after a bit that we wanted to work together because I was dealing with some of the things uh, that he was talking about. And I went through the training course and I became a, uh, an instructor. And uh, then I ended up uh, traveling around the United States for about uh, a year or so and teaching this course. And I had some phenomenal experiences by doing that. I tell you, the, this course has done so much for me. This was close to 30 years ago, but it also helped me in a lot of the things that I've done later. I, uh, I've done a lot, and I know a lot of these things I probably would not have accomplished unless uh, it was for this. But I learned here the model and the methods of uh, structuring the subconscious mind to support what we are doing consciously from the conscious understanding and the conscious mind. So uh, I think that's how it started anyway. Very, okay, very interesting. Now, Dr. Shannon, uh, explain to me how you met Augie. And how, is that how you guys connected? <laughs> well, uh, 
essentially, Augie's been around uh, pretty much as long as I have been around. And, uh, and so it's nice to always hear a similar story coming from a person that is, uh, that has been affiliated in a very similar math, uh, method with regards to, uh, my mentor, Dr. Richard Welch and Augie was there teaching with Dr. Richard Welch. Uh, I, I started teaching with R Richard Welch, uh, after the fact, uh, after Augie was, and Augie had his own things that he was doing, so he moved on to those things. Uh, but he has—he definitely has some interesting stories to tell when it, uh, during the time that he was actually involved in uh, in his instructorship with Richard Welch himself. So, uh, and also, I want to point out something, and Augie's already made a, a indication of this, and that is. People often ask me, Shannon, how has this actually, uh, how has this changed your life? Well, yes, it has changed every last aspect of my life. I am leading a completely different life than I had ever presumed that I would through the use of this process. And it's a much richer life, much more, uh, much more overall wealth and, and prosperity in uh, in the understanding that I have in the world. So, uh, so I have actually gained tremendously through this process. Augie also has made similar gains. And that's what he, he alluded to before is the fact that if it wasn't for this training and what it did for him, he wouldn't be where he is today doing, doing the things that he's doing. It would have been a completely different life for him. Uh, would you agree with that, Augie? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I do concur in, in many, many different ways because back in the early days, about 30 years ago, so let's just back when there was Richard Welsh and me, that was, we were doing it uh, on our own out there. And, uh, of course, he had some previous history where he has uh, great successes within the, uh, even the, you know, the education system. But what we learned is that it doesn't matter where people come from okay. and what they do before. Because once you learn the process, it works for everybody because pretty much everybody has the same kind of brain. And the brain is just a tool for the mind. So it doesn't just work for the brain. It also works for the mind. So the two of them together create something that uh, normally people would think would be impossible, how we can use the mind. And, uh, yeah, you mentioned that I, I have some stories. Boy, do I have some stories. Uh, there is... Uh, I, I don't I don't know where I would want to start. I want to there's two stories I really like to mention because they are so so um, de uh, descriptive of what can really happen. Uh, there was a, a class we did in Omaha where uh, there was a kid that came to class. He came on a skateboard. He was about 17, 18, maybe 19 years old. I kind of looked that way. And uh, he was so dyslexic, he could not even read hardly at all. We do a reading test and we uh, give them five minutes and see how many words they read. 
he was uh, pretty much down the first paragraph after five minutes, and he couldn't remember a thing that he read. But when we ran him through the course at the end of the week, he was performing with the rest of the class. Uh, there was no difference. They scored in the uh, 85 to 95% on books that he has never seen before. And he just flew through the book at two pages a second. And this, when we give them tests afterwards, it shows pretty much those results just about every time. Now, he afterwards, we were talking and he said something about, you know, I don't know what I should do, he says, because uh, where am I going from here? And I knew a, uh, a diamond cutter over in Antwerp, uh, the Netherlands. And I, uh, this kid had, he was doing, uh, you know, games and stuff and he was pretty sharp actually. He just couldn't read. And uh, I suggested, uh, I'll, I'll get back to you. So I talked to my friend over in Europe and he was a diamond cutter. He was old and he was about to retire and he needed uh, somebody to work with to take over basically because he had nobody. And uh, I suggested to him, uh, you know, do you need, uh, um, you know, somebody to help you out and he said no but i talked him into it and i suggested to the kid go over there work with the guy he couldn't pay him he wouldn't pay him actually anything uh as the, for the first few months at least so that he could uh, learn the trade the kid went over there and i think it was about 10 15 years later he got a hold of me and he thanked me because he said I would never have been able to do what I'm doing today, he says, because he had then taken over the business and he was well over a half a million dollars, converted dollars uh, in income that he did every year. And he was very happy. See, this kid, he was here basically, I hate to use the word worthless in the, um, the workforce because of his mind. but. When he had gone through this court, learned how to structure the mind so he could work it and concentrate in the right areas where he needed to, he became an expert at what he did. And uh, wow. this, is this is really something that uh, it just this kid, because this course can do away with dyslexia. And uh, that is another thing. That's crazy. Like these yeah. days, yeah, a lot of people have dyslexia. Yeah, this I could really help. I even have... And that's so you were at the time when Richard Welsh really was groundbreaking in finding this, right? To work with kids with dyslexia yeah. and be able to have them that couldn't read, didn't have the ability to read, to use uh, his method in brain management to get these kids to be able to. To, to understand material it's not read but understand it so that they could answer questions and stuff right yeah yep absolutely yeah and uh there's another quick story that i want to mention uh because it uh, it relates to what i used to do i uh, i you know born in europe and came out to the united states to become a professional pilot and i did that and i flew for living for 23 years so, you know as my you know, have my own business and flight school, international air taxi and an air carrier. And uh, after I retired from that, 
me and Richard went out to Denver and we taught the class to a flight school out there where there were mostly uh, students, actually the biggest part of the student class was from other countries. And that involves uh, language barriers and things like that. You know, you, you don't think any, just by coming here, you don't think in English. You can read something in English and you're going to transfer it back to your own language to understand it. And then, you know, if you talk to someone else, you got to get out of your own language memory and translate that into English words. So this gets a little convoluted. But uh, after that, they went through the course, they accelerated phenomenally. And they started to, on their tests that they had to do for different uh, aviation certificates, they scored in the high 90s. And this became suspicious to the FAA. So they came to the school and asked them, what are you doing? Uh, your students are performing abnormally. And uh, normally, you know, that would be a negative, but in this case, it was a big positive because they're scoring so high. They were wondering if they were cheating. And, uh, you know, the chief flight instructor, he explained it to them what they have done. And uh, it kind of, drained away from there, that uh, nothing really happened in uh, repercussions against the school because they uh, looked into uh, Zarkpro a little bit and they found that, yeah, maybe there is something here that they can do. So the FAA went away on that, but there was also things that happened at the school that uh, really enforced what uh, a... Um, mind that is trained in this way can do. There was one incident that uh, the chief pilot told me afterwards, we became good friends and we were talking for months and months after that uh, we did the class with him. And he told me that uh, he was in the airplane with a student. He was uh, instructor in the right seat, the student in the left seat, which is normally the captain's seat. And uh, they were in a King Air and uh, up on top of the glare shield over the instrument panel in the cockpit, there is a um, a row of uh, the row of uh, lights. That uh, if something goes wrong anywhere in the airplane, the light comes on and flashes at you, and it won't turn off until you push it and shut it off. And in this incident, they uh, they were in the clouds. And uh, the students were on the instrument, just looking at the instrument straight ahead. And one of the flash um, of the lights on the glare shield just flashed really quick once and then turned off. Wow. It's not, suppo not supposed to do that. So they were, but the student caught that. And immediately from what the, the um, instructor told me that either slightly before or at the time, the light flashed, the student moved his hand to the thrust levers because there was on the uh, right engine that there was something wrong. So he was going to be ready to okay. move the thrust lever back and shut it off in case something happened. And uh, then, you know, nothing happened. So he also immediately moved down and pushed the uh, circuit breaker in, which was just the intuition on how because that is non-procedure. You're supposed to wait for a second or so to see what happens on the panel. But uh, he, sh he was ready, either slightly before the light flashed or at the time the light flashed, 
to secure that engine. And this happened so quick in a matter of about two seconds. And that is also a little kind of little too quick than what normally would happen. But he was very alert. And this is some of the things that also happen. You can have a premonition. And I have had that many times of things that will happen. I have a premonition right before. So I could be ready for it. So Dr. Shannon, so that's part of brain management is be able to anticipate things before they happen. Dr. Shannon, is that correct? Right. Whenever you tune up the brain this way, uh, we talk about it whenever we're talking about awareness and perception. And uh, this has to do with the peripheral vision, things like this. Uh, This is exactly what happens is you start anticipating life before it unfolds actually for you. You you can actually reverse time where you actually see things happening in advance of them actually playing out. And this is a wonderful ability. And this is why emergency workers and such really need to uh, take this on board because it makes them so much more effective and efficient in their job. They can anticipate whenever a problem is going to occur. And, you know, just a little while ago, I mentioned the brain and the mind. Now, reverting back to what I mentioned about that, he may have moved his hand to the thrust levers before the light flashed. Theoretically, according to Newtonian physics, he should not have had that warning. But quantum mechanics explains it because in uh, in the uh, in the equations of quantum mechanics everything is connected because we are also through the mind not just the brain but the mind we are also connected to the future and the past and quantum mechanics back me up on this so what the student felt he felt there was something wrong with the right engine and he reached for the thrust levers and then the the light either flashed at that time or slightly before, as the, instru- uh, the chief pilot told me. So this is explainable. Right. And uh, it's not easy to understand, but it is explainable uh, using quantum mechanics as a backdrop for your understanding of it. Excellent. Oh, wow. This is just very, very interesting information. Dr. Shannon, Anything else to ask Augie before we're close to running out of time? We could go into three parts with Augie regarding brain management. Okay. Well, what if um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to brain management, mental photography, and and the things, uh, what what would you consider the most important part of of what is what is presented here? Uh, the most important part is probably what well, for myself is a two-part. First of all, access to information and memory. Because when you fly through a book at two pages a second, going through it in five minutes, uh, you take a mental picture of those pages totally bypass the conscious mind, stick it into long-term memory, and there it is. Just like anything else when you want to uh, 
you don't walk around every day knowing everything in long-term memory. If you did, you couldn't do anything. You'd be flushed. But when you start using the triggers, you can bring all of that out of there. Just like any other book that you sit down for three days and read, you have access to it. And this is something that the one year that I uh, traveled uh, around uh, teaching the course, I probably read anywhere from a thousand to about twelve, thirteen hundred books that wow. year. And uh, of course, I'm using the word reading because uh, it's the word beyond. Yeah, I mean that's amazing. Anymore. to think twelve to thirteen hundred books. And Dr. Shannon explained yeah. to me in one of the other episodes, if you are reading three different types of things it's harder to to understand it completely you really have to pick the right books to read right or to to photograph isn't that right dr shannon it can't be three of the same option that's in different well there we have we have ways of dealing with that uh basically let's say you're photographing three dictionaries and uh one's red one's green one's blue well, we can actually utilize the color of the book to disseminate which one is which so that you're not mixing up the files. So it's like literally like a filing system. And, and that's how it's approached. You're literally plugging in a file of that entire book uh, into, into where you're going. Wow. This also accommodates you learning multiple languages. And we have people doing yeah, this. Okay, well. how many languages do you know, Dr. Shannon? Uh, well, fluently only, only one English, because that's all I've, all I really feel that I, I need at this time. But the point, uh, the, the point is, is I've photographed multiple languages. I just haven't, uh, had the opportunity to go out there and situate myself with recall. So gotcha. that's fine too. All right. All right, doctor. Um, I mean, uh, Augie best place we can connect with you purchase your books and learn more about you where can we go okay well a good place to connect with me is through one of my websites it's called broadcast team alpha broadcast team alpha.com and also on youtube under broadcast team alpha and uh, there is one book there that uh, probably uh, um, I, I've written a few, and uh, one of them that I maybe want to mention because it can help people a lot in a lot of areas of their life, and that is called Spiritual Science, Higher Conscious Thinking, and How to Access the Universal Consciousness. What I do in there, I teach people how to use their minds in ways that you normally would think would be impossible, and gives them also a, an understanding of how the universe works and why it works and also what we are. I said what, I don't mean who, right. because when it really comes down to the science of it, there is no who, there is only what we are. And for Dr. Shannon, zuxpro.com, right? Zuxpro.com and brainmanagement.com. Those two. Right, right. Awesome. Well, appreciate it. And, and, and I have my own book on consciousness as well. Yeah, I'm reading it now, uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll have to we'll, talk about a portion of the book on next episode i've read a couple pages i'll be prepared for our next episode to go into the book a little bit. Okay, <laughs> okay so you'll see well, how's my memory without photographing things but reading them so i appreciate you guys both uh stopping by 
the photographic memory podcast. It was a great show and uh, unbelievable information. It makes everyone want to go to zuxpro.com right now. But if they're interested in mentoring as well, go to zuxpro.com as well. I'll take care, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. That was a photographic memory podcast.